0: You know, there's really, <clears throat> there's really nothing that I need to add to any of that, because what the Lord intended for us to accomplish today started out in the foyer, worked its way in here, and God's will is being accomplished right before our very eyes. So... Perhaps all we'll do this morning is uh, reflect on some things that uh, we already know to go to God's Word because we are here in the sanctuary of the Lord our God. And we carry His presence in our hearts, the gift of the Holy Spirit. So... um, If you'll bear with me for just a few minutes, Uh, we'll just look at some things that um, we all know, and uh, at times like this, um, we can reflect on. So let's pray. Lord, we pray this morning that our lives will bring you glory. We pray that we will surrender ourselves to you today and forever. And we thank you that blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Amen. I found uh, the hardest thing, you know, I'm a, an engineer like Wade who showed us this morning how much of a nerd he is. It was great. Um, and as a guy, you know, we want to solve problems, right? When somebody's struggling or somebody's hurting, it's like, well, what do I do? And, you know, usually there are things that I can find to do. uh, But one of the most difficult things for me uh, is knowing what to say, you know, because anything that comes to mind just seems so wholly inadequate. You know, I can say that I'm sorry and I am and my heart is breaking But it's just not enough. I can say there's a better place. And that's certainly true. That's certainly true. Uh, But it's still, it's not enough, you know, to um, convey what is in our hearts. Um, It's hard for us to see someone that we love in the grip of loss and know how to support them through it. Uh, And it's brutally hard for us to experience loss. And we all collectively share our loss. This is what it means to be the body of Christ. We are all His. We are all part of the same family, brothers and sisters, adopted by uh, the Lord, our Savior. But in these times, we can go to the promises of God that are true, that are yes and amen right just this morning as we were singing and it's just turn your eyes upon Jesus right turn your eyes upon Jesus when you don't know where else to look turn your eyes upon Jesus but the thing that God has given us as followers of Christ even in these times when we grieve is hope is hope it's always there Uh, Paul told us in 1 Thessalonians, he says, Because of Jesus, we do not have to endure grief without the promise of hope. And every person who trusts Jesus as their Lord and Savior will pass from this temporal life into an eternal life. And we have that to look forward to. That hope is the foundation on which we can support and care for one another even in difficult times, there's hope for the departed. Second uh, Peter was pretty much the last communication that we had um, from Peter. Uh, he wrote it um, shortly before his own uh, execution. But if you read Second Peter, you'll see that he wasn't discouraged. Amazingly, he was looking forward to the future. He said in his uh, second letter in in chapter 3, according to his promise, we are waiting for a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness truly resides. Therefore, dear friends, since you are waiting for these things, strive to be found at peace without spot or blemish when you come into his presence. This life that we live is full of hardship and heaviness. Uh, but we have the promises of God to carry us through the difficult days and we have the Holy Spirit within us who is called appropriately the Comforter. All right. But soon we're going to put aside this earthly body and all of those hardships and heaviness. Um, any of you ever heard of a woman named Eliza Hewitt? If you say yes, or just if you do, just pretend you don't. <laughs> don't ruin it for me. So, Eliza Hewitt was born in June of 1851 in Philadelphia. Yes, that Eliza Hewitt. She graduated as a valedictorian of the girls' normal school, which raises some questions in my mind. (laughs) And she later became a teacher herself in the public school system. But shortly after she began her career, everything came to a screeching halt when she was injured and became bedridden with a painful uh, spinal uh, injury. Uh, And during those years that she spent confined to her bed, she wrote little sermons, little one-page sermons. I'd like to read one for you. You guys ever seen one of these before? (laughs) Yeah. So this is Eliza Hewitt speaking. And she says, sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions, bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. You may be familiar with that just a little bit. As God's adopted children, we're going to live forever in his presence, healed of our brokenness, physical, emotional, mental. All of that will be behind us. But part of grieving involves the immense sorrow that we feel as a body when we're experiencing loss. And in that sorrow, we can cling to these assurances that in eternity, the departed, their momentary pain will be forgotten. They have passed into the presence of the El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty, where they will enjoy endless fellowship with Him, and we all have that to look forward to. So there is hope for us, the bereaved. When his wife Martha died in 1782, President Thomas Jefferson didn't leave his bedroom for three weeks. He was so overcome with grief. Some of us can relate to that, to the depth of his um, sorrow and loss. Some of us have experienced it. Sometimes the pain is so intense we feel like um, giving up. And we will see pain in this life, as we all know. Choosing to be a Jesus follower doesn't mean that we will be spared that. We live on this earth in a fallen world and we share the pain of others, believers and non-believers alike. But the message of scripture is that we can respond to this suffering in a unique way, with hope. Hope that is rooted in a future that is beyond this life beyond the things that we see around us, beyond the things that we think we understand, there's an entire realm there. And during difficult times, this hope of eternity gives us strength. We can thank God that He has provided for us an eternal home. We're already part of the body. All we lack is that eternal home. Uh, John saw it with his own eyes, through the Spirit, and he wrote in Revelation 21, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, the residence of God is among human beings. He will live among them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will not exist anymore, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the former things have ceased to exist. Amen. That promise sustains us now. When we view today through the lens of eternity, the sting of grief grief can be soothed by his power and love. Uh, Consistently meditating on our redemption through Christ and our secure future in heaven has the power to set us free when grief is holding us down. And in closing, there is hope in the God of all comfort. Now, there was a historian who commented on Jefferson's response to his wife's passing. He noted that Jefferson, he never could come to terms with his grief. Now, part of understanding that is to know that Jefferson was a theist, not atheist, a theist, right? He believed in God, but the God that he believed in was an impersonal god. In other words, a god who created the world but then withdrew, neither overseeing it nor caring about his creation. However, Jesus teaches us very clearly that the same god who created this world cares for us deeply about every detail of his creation. Jesus reinforced this over and over. A few examples Matthew ten twenty nine. Jesus said, Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground apart from your Father's will. And then also in Matthew 6, Why do you worry about clothing? Think about the flowers of the, how the flowers of the field grow. They do not work or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his glory was clothed, clothed like one of these. And in Luke, he said, Yet not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Far from being lost orphans, we are his adopted sons and daughters. We belong to him, and he delights in using us for his glory. To that end, God comforts us in our time of tribulation so that we can in turn comfort one another, just as we have seen already this morning. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we may be able to comfort those experiencing any trouble with a comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. This is our duty as his followers, his church, his ecclesia. That would be you and I. And when we find ourselves suffering unbearable pain and heartache, he promises to be right there with us. The Lord said in Isaiah 43, 2, When you pass through the waters, I am with you. When you pass through the streams, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not harm you. Grieving is a natural and healthy process. Whenever we're walking alongside someone who is grieving or experiencing that grief ourselves, we can find peace in the unfailing hope that is in store for those who have passed and those who remain. Most importantly, we can cast all of our cares upon the Lord. He's promised to go with us on the way. We'll never face floods or fires without His grace providing strength and the leading that we need to move forward. Sometimes that's just one day at a time. Uh, sometimes that's one hour at a time. Sometimes that's just one step at a time. He knows the way through the wilderness. He leads us home. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your mighty love. Thank you for your Son, for your great salvation, for your comfort, for your love. Lord, bring us together as a body. Let us share with each other our love and care for one another. Be with us during this time. Help us to walk in your light. And we ask all of this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.